0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. Tim Shea's already in the co pilot chair. Timmy. I'm early, not late today. Yeah, I always send Tim the link. You always show up like right as I'm about to fade away. <laughs> Which is good. You always know when to come in, but it's it's good to see you at the start of one of these. It's about time I show up on time. All right. Let me just lay out this episode. Okay. This episode's got a few new different nooks and crannies to it today. This is the Bucks post-game show. Bucks beat the Knicks. We're gonna talk about it here. I'm Bar Winkler, that's Tim Shea. We'll have people mingle throughout the show. It's going to be fun. So we're going to talk Bucks-Knicks to start the show. Then, after we're done, I am going to kick it to an interview I did with Jay Kokorowski, who works with the State Journal, and we're going to talk Badgers. We're going to talk Luke Fickle. We're going to talk Jim Leonard. We're going to talk Braylon Allen. We're going to talk Graham Mertz. We're going to talk all of it, okay? So that is coming up. If you're on YouTube... If you're watching this on YouTube live or later, that's going to be a separate video. But if you're on the podcast, it's going to be Bucks, then Badgers, and then at the very end, it's going to be another piece of uh, audio with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, who I I went to the toy drive today. So they're still doing the toy drive. WSSP, despite the rumors, is not dead. It makes it very complicated for me to tell people that I got let go because our station went away. When it... it's still kind of there, but um, the the toy drive is happening. It's the 16th annual WSSP toy drive. Sparky is essentially by himself out and in... it was fucking cold as shit today uh, <laughs> when I went to see him. So cold, and so there he there he's still doing the toy drive. You can donate 12:50 a.m. the fan.com, and then uh, Sparky and I sat down for a little bit of the podcast. Now, Sparky and I sat down for the podcast. The audio is not great. Okay? I took my computer there. We were in one of those heating rooms. The noise was on. I couldn't get on Blaine's Wi-Fi. And so the audio is not great. So I'm still going to play it. It's still doable. It's really good content. Uh, We make fun of the fact that WSSP exists a lot. And I think that's always enjoyable. So... It's good content. It's not, like, going to screech your ears. But I'm going to put it at the end of the episode. So if it's like, oh, this isn't perfect, you can dip. But don't tell me that it's bad. I know it's bad. I know it's not great audio. That's why I'm putting it at the end. Okay? Are we all clear? Donate to the kids. All right? Are we all clear? Are we all good? So that's uh, the three-minute setup of how this is going. Bucks win the night over the Knicks,
2: 109-103. Your thoughts? uh yeah good night thank you right. oh yeah Tim Shea there's the uh, headline
1: I mean, for you uh, Jim Ozarski uh, in the journal Sentinel. can you give
2: me a second wow I've only been rambling about nothing for three minutes come up with something good thing it didn't go to overtime yeah not having Giannis in there for the last couple last minute first game so. he's fouled out this year I believe it, it, yes yeah first time Oh,
1: and how about that big shot from Grayson Allen? So, can we get? I think we're off the trade for Jay Crowder. Jay sure. Crowder has been, I see Legion hoops and balls yard sports and all this bullshit saying, Jay Crowder, sons are exploring a trade. If he was any good, he
2: would have been traded by now. Okay. I don't want to. Yeah. Like yeah. That was, a, that was a huge three. I mean, eventually pretty much gave him the win. So, um, Giannis likes to shine in New York. What, 37, I believe, tonight at MSG? So I'll take it. Another win against a uh, conference foe, as they say. So,
1: uh, Matt says, Tim once interviewed me for a job with the Brewers. Oh. That's Matt E. Not Matt in the Falls, who joins us Matt in the falls everybody Matt I can't hear you
2: Yeah I can't buddy. hear
1: you Where's my where's my Matt audio Nothing Uh-oh. Oh my god Uh-oh rookie mistake Bart Tim Hey Go. buddy
3: I ha- I had my my uh, big boy audio turned on but uh, without the microphone so I'm going I'm going computer audio only now so hopefully the quality is okay
1: All right, so man, in the Falls, uh, backstory on you is you bought me a green screen and a ring light. Yep. Can you tell a difference?
3: Yeah. Oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, there's the ring light. But you can
1: still see a little
3: green behind me. I can. Um, I think that's just because your hair is so scraggly and scruffy. Maybe if it was like neatly smooth, the green, I don't know.
1: I'm not a green screen expert, more of a sound guy. All right. Um, So if you're on YouTube uh, and if you're podcast, you can check out YouTube. Here's how it looks without. See, there's my green screen.
3: Maybe it's because your hair is like right at the edge at the top there. Maybe it's confused.
1: Here's the space where I was. I was over in that corner. Oh, wow. Beautiful
3: display up on the wall.
1: Yeah, I know.
3: For those of you listening, Bart has a lot of Packers memorabilia up in one corner of his Blair Witch Project basement.
1: It is pretty Blair Witchy. It's You know, you got to do what you got to do. But I do appreciate uh, not only you for sending me some equipment that, I mean, super kind, but you've also spurred others to say, you know what, Matt's right. Uh, a lot of people have enjoyed Bart over the years. I'd like to help out too, so thank you. Really? Have you uh, what, what have you gotten? Gifts, money, food? Um, yeah, one listener bought me an all expense paid trip to uh Cancun. That was pretty nice. Cool, cool. You deserve it. <laughs> Another sent me a a set of steak knives. Oh. But he said, "Use these to kill yourself." Oh. That's that's inappropriate. Those are the kind of listeners that I've uh, been Trigger warning bringing in over the years you got any bucks thoughts since oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah
3: um i want to start with a spike lee thought um Spike Lee's at the game how is this guy still affording front row tickets to the knicks like i mean he did i i can't name any spike lee movies or anything joint spike lee joints i can't name a joint since he got game and he's sitting down there in like three thousand dollar seats every night so Props to his financial advisor for keeping him rich after he got rich. Because I don't know what he does. Do you think
1: want. there's a part of it where the Knicks want him there,
3: like a like a lifetime discount type thing? I don't know. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe like Drake was a fake employee of the Raptors, oh, which really triggered Raptor fans. I mean, when you said, "Why is Drake front row seats? Why is Drake like giving Nick Nurse a massage?" They'd be like, uh, "He is an employee of the uh, uh, the like he's uh, the ambassador."
4: How yeah. dare you,
1: Brandon Basseter, Great job, by the way. Soccer, we right, so name. that's
4: my
3: Spike Lee thought um, on real basketball. Um, but if the,
1: if he stops going to games, then people are going to be like, the Knicks are bad. Not even the Spike Knicks Lee been bad there.
3: since Patrick Ewing left. So, but I
1: think I think the Knicks need Spike Lee more than Spike Lee needs the Knicks at this point.
3: That's true. It's one hundred percent true. I can't argue that. Thank you. Um, so our team is amazing. Um, we get Middleton back on Friday, and I was I mean you always have to be worried about the warriors coming out of the West, but like, I'm looking at standings here and just a comment on the NBA overall, like the NBA is so great. And so like evenly matched, I'm looking at the standings and there isn't, there's no dominant team. I mean, other than us, we're the best team, but there are, he's
1: got a good record Phoenix.
3: Right. But there are so many like good teams. Like Philadelphia is 12 and 10. Uh, The Hawks are 12 and 10. Golden State's 11 and 11. Like, there, there, there isn't, like, the top-heavy West that we had five, ten years ago where it was like, oh, my God, there are four or five teams in the West that are all better than the teams in the East. That's gone. Uh, we're, I mean, the only teams that I'm legitimately worried about are Boston and Golden State. Golden State for obvious reasons. And Boston just because the Celtics are just so annoying with the way they play. And Tatum and Brown can get hot. At any moment. We know that. So I mean, I'm really only worried about the the Celtics and the Warriors. (laughs) Why are you doing that? I'm just I'm just loving the NBA because it's so evenly matched, and I feel like every team I mean, and people say this about the NFL, but like watching a bad NFL game sucks. I mean, you can you can pick a star out of any one of these teams, except for like the Rockets and the Spurs, maybe, and the Pistons. But like this is just a great league right now, and I'm really enjoying it, and I'm Thrilled that we're getting Middleton back, and I, I just think we are easily the best team. But I'm I was talking
1: game. to Tim uh, Shay before we went live, and we were talking about different things we wanted to hit on tonight, and and Tim was like, "Man, I know I got roasted for my John Gruden Badger take, but the take That's I have about the Bucks." Take ever. Yeah, he goes, "The take I have about the Bucks, I I don't know how people are going to react to it." I go, "What do you mean, Tim?" He says, "I kind of think they should trade Chris Middleton since they're so good without him." And I, I think he would disrupt team chemistry. Tim,
3: for those of you listening, I'm I'm speechless and disgusted.
2: Bart, I thought we weren't going to tell that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that this is
1: my, this is my assignment. Here's I have an assignment. Tim didn't really say that. Here's my assignment. Oh, um, two assignments. First of all, especially if you're on YouTube right now, but also. I need subscribers. I need to get over a thousand so I can start. I have my wife subscribed,
3: and she doesn't watch your videos, so unless I'm on it.
1: Yeah, I I just I need to start stealing money from YouTube, okay? Because I'm giving them content, and I haven't hit the the thresholds. (laughs) So I need to start stealing money from YouTube. Secondly, when when these other sports stations in Milwaukee rarely bring up the Bucks, I need people to call in. And say, "Well, what do you think about trading Chris Middleton?" <laughs> and say, "I heard Tim Shea on the Bart Winkler show talk about it." Oh, you guys man. need to start calling other radio stations and whatever we say. Say, "Hey, I heard on the Bart Winkler show that this is happening." That's what that. Call Chewy and say, "I heard yeah, on the Bart Winkler show." Call uh, Homer and say, "I heard on the Bart Winkler show." Homer will say, "What, James?" <laughs>
3: I didn't know Homer was still doing it because I just can't stand to listen to him. It has, I haven't listened to him in like four years. Homer there?
1: will say something like, what? <laughs> I, I It's I was, still
3: Homer and Gabe Neitzel?
1: No, nah, Gabe's on like every other show but that one. Oh, well. yeah, He's a nice guy. Uh, Alright, Matt, anything else?
3: Um, Let's see. Spike Lee, the Bucks. Um, Oh, we can ne- never talk about Jay Crowder again. Don't I, I put him up there with my Jim Leonard thing where I never want to hear about Jim Leonard and the Packers. I never want to hear the words Jay Crowder and Bucks in the same sentence unless never. there's a negative word in between it. As in, Jay Crowder will never play for the Bucks because he's a thousand years old and he was a Bucks killer six years ago or whatever. And the. the, the Jay's time... not
1: making that three tonight that Grayson made. No, no. no.
3: We, got, we don't need to disrupt the team. Middleton's coming back. We're the best team. Just let it ride.
1: Yeah, agree. Let it ride. Matt, thanks for the nice setup. If anything, if anything, yeah, it just makes me feel a little more like I'm really doing this.
3: You are. You are. There are hundreds of people listening to you every day.
1: Yep. And 36 watching us right now. Yep. Good.
2: Deuces. For those of you listening, I just threw up the deuces.
1: Goodbye. It was a peace sign.
2: See you, Matt. I was watching, uh, or I have... Bucks live post game on yeah. underneath this. And they uh, Giannis is out there shooting free throws with no ladder in the way. So, oh, wow. So the uh, Knicks employees, I guess, got the
1: message. Well, now if I'm Giannis, I get out there as much as – I do it every night now. It seems, seems like he is doing that every night. I do it every night just to prove a point.
2: <laughs>
1: like that ladder thing, dude, to go back to two weeks ago, when that happened, it was – I got so defensive right away because there's a there and they've gone back into their shell, but there's a swarm of people that want Giannis to be exposed for being fake humble. And that's the phrase they kept using. I can't, it was a Russian bot farm. I've already said this, but it was so many people saying, cause he ate, it was the Oreos thing. They all referenced Oreos. It was, it was weird. It was stupid. And I hated it.
2: Um, can we get you as a brand ambassador for the buck? So you can sit courtside and act all crazy and, Ah, uh, Bucks already have Grooves. They got Dr. Dave. Yeah, but we don't have anyone like outlandish out there. Like Grooves just sits there. Dr. Dr. Dave isn't even. Dr. Dave isn't even on the court. Yeah, but he's in a good TV position. Yeah, he is. I guess
1: he does. Hey, I like it. New York has a fame director. Toronto has superstar Drake. Milwaukee has. A doctor, dude, that, like, helps kids. That's the best part. That's the most Milwaukee. I love it. A couple of comments coming in. Andre says, Himothy Shea. All right. Uh, How's your cat doing? The one that we gave CBD to. Oh, dog. Oh. I did a whole thing yesterday about how it was a cat. Oh, you did. Okay.
2: Well, then we'll just go with the cat. Cat's yeah.
1: great. Loves it. <laughs> I'm going to go into. Uh, so they they do have a. It's a spray for the pet, right? You spray yes. it on.
2: It's a spray, and then depending on the size of the pet, um, it's a, you know, two sprays, four sprays, six sprays. Just depends. Happyplaceamp.com. I've talked about them, and this
1: this is great. As we get into December. What's a better stocking stuffer than their sample pack? Ooh. Yeah. I got my brother-in-law in our little holiday swapperoo, and I'm, I'm going to throw in some Happy Place Hemp gummies. I'm going to go pick them up on uh, Friday.
2: They work beautifully. I can tell you that.
1: I have College Court in Muskego, happyplacehemp.com. If you go there, mention Bart. You get 25% off all your orders. On the website, happyplacehemp.com, promo code Bart. The sampler pack is good. I mean, we've talked about it a lot in CBD gummies, and uh, there's some THC gummies that you can get, Delta Eights, Delta Nines, THCOs. And if you're like, ah, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if I want to try it. Bart talks about it a lot. Tim drugs his pets with it. The sampler pack is gr- a great start. So check that out, happyplacehemp.com, happyplacehemp.com. A quick Alright, and we're back. I uh, got some more comments. Wisco Cheese said, I might have heard Mike the Painter on 94.5 today.
2: Oh, I heard Trav. From Brown Deer. Yeah, I heard him today on
1: 97.3. What are you all you guys doing listening to these stations when there's 50 Bart Winkler shows that you can bin Well, down? I listened to the Bart Winkler show, but then I was I even went an hour and a half yesterday. I know. We might be going up to that today. I got a lot of content coming at you.
2: Mike the painter. I like I had painter. a good
1: chat with Mike the painter. He was on the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice chat with him. Uh let's see. I got some more comments. You guys are welcome to jump in if you're on YouTube. Streamyard link is up. Uh I've got a call from Jeff Wagner of WTMJ.
2: Oh, God, Wagner called you? Yeah. He called the voicemail line. You want to hear it? Yeah. I, I, it was Adam Roberts that gave him your phone number, wasn't it? Probably.
1: Yeah. Also, I think you can just Google it. Okay. I fucked
2: that up. Let's hear it. Wags. Good. Uh
4: evening, uh, Bart Winkler. This is uh, Jeff Wagner from uh, WTMJ. I'm the one that still has a job on the local airways from 12 to 3 on the powerhouse and home of the Bucks, WTMJ, 620, 12 to 3 every afternoon, Monday through Friday. And uh, I don't even want to talk about the Bucks or the world soccer thing, whatever it's called. Uh, I just want to talk about the Beijing Winter Olympics and how did they get the winter Olympics and uh, they invented the China virus and we're just going to reward them with the winter Olympics. But we know they're in bed with the Biden's and where's Hunter's laptop. I I think we're all wondering about that. And uh, I just want to wish you a good evening. Oh, there is one other thing. Who is Dick Pound? Dick Pound is in charge of the Olympics. He is the guy. What kind of message are we sending our children? Dick pound. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Bart, and uh, have a nice evening. And uh, thank you for uh, taking my call.
1: You know, I wonder, uh, with the uh, laptop, some would say it's the most critical piece of uh, information uh, that this country's ever seen, and nobody seems to care to get it, WTMJ, uh, what they should look at is uh, Bart Winkler's laptop and, and the uh, thousands and thousands of hours of uh, pornography that have been saved and downloaded. And uh, Bart thought he was in mode the other week, and he was actually uh, not, and uh, caused a big stir. And
2: uh... wow. Got some more that comments. Great. That was great. <laughs> I have your best one saved, by the way. i have some more comments
1: hey we're talking bucks Knicks. i do have a real legitimate take coming up uh mark says fuck jay crowder keep grayson
2: i think we're all in the under understanding of that now
1: patrick's talking about matt in the falls remember matt in the falls said that it was a mistake to beat the cowboys patrick says matt was right Oh, I love all this Rodgers shit, by the way. This is a relatively low Packer episode. We'll talk about a little bit with Steve. Uh, talking Badgers next. This is a relatively low Packer episode. All these articles and headlines are framed like Rodgers deciding if he'll play. And that's the fucking shit. That's, that's the shit that sucks. I believe you called that on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be Rodgers. Like, LeFleur, every coach in this state is a wimp. Except for Luke Fickle, all the other coaches are betas. Look it up. Yeah, Luke is going to be uh, those. It's those eyes. Uh, Wisco Cheese says, "When are you going to fill in for Zach Gell? As a matter of fact, I was supposed to fill in on Thursday, which is tomorrow on the YouTube. Today on the uh, podcast,
2: still no. I can't get like processed. I'm but in the were- system. But you were already in the system, question mark?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Mark says the problem with the Celtics is we can guard bigs, Brooke and Giannis. We can guard guards with Drew and Javon Carter, but we have a tough time with big wings like Tatum and Brown. Well, so then you have to shut those guys down. You can't let Grant Williams be a thing. You can't let Al Horford be a thing. Uh-huh. And then you knew it as soon as they played the Warriors. They sucked. Horford was trash. Williams was dreadful. Uh N Y E66 says, I look like I'm sitting in a tanning bed. I do have different uh oh, shit, where is it? I do have different light options I can do. I do have the sharp glow on right now. I got a green screen for those of you joining us.
2: Now make sure not to wear a green shirt. How about this? Oh, you're fine now, but I'm just saying in a green shirt. Oh, you're lighting. Oh, hold on. Now you look like you're just pale. I am pale, Tim. I know. Oh, okay. That's your right. right, Okay.
1: Patrick says, I'm a social whore now. So sad. Patrick, you've been leaving some tweets to me that i am not like digging <laughs> i can't tell if this guy likes me or not it's really weird uh marquette kicked ass last night good uh let's see t-dog says been pretending to listen to what my wife says while watching the show this is living excellent Um, okay. Wow. All right. Uh, A lot of weird ass comments. When,
2: when, like, are you, (laughs) when are you going to gauge this team? (laughs) Sorry. Oh, God. (laughs) So bad.
1: Um, ooh, here's a tangent that I'm ready to go on. Brian says with the Celtics, the biggest issue is the flopping that we have no control over
2: Celtics.
1: Guys. I heard it again today for no reason. I'd like soccer. If there wasn't flopping. Oh Oh my God. God. My argument is ready for this one. I've been working on this for 38 years. Sometimes soccer guys fall down and they like embellish a little bit. Also the clock keeps going. There's no timeouts in the NFL. If you like hurt your pinky and sit down, the, the officials call a timeout for you. Okay? It's just that one you accept and one you don't. All right? Were you going to have a take or
2: not? Did I cut you off from the rare, rare no. Kinshade take? No, 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 no. I was just, so just going to ask you, like, when are you going to gauge this team? Like, Christmas? Are you going to really, like, put That's a lot of That's funny because in?
1: Mark says can't gauge this team until Chris is back. All right. Like, I want to see, though, the thing that, and I've talked about this, the thing that I am interested in, and I'm glad they won tonight, obviously, but I'm not interested in, I'm interested in minutes. That's what I'm interested in. Who's playing, who's not. All of a sudden, Bochamp doesn't play anymore. That ain't cool. George Hill, Wes Matthews, keep these guys sharp. Okay, 10 minutes, 13 minutes, that's fine. It doesn't George need Hill's to be more than that. that. George Hill is playing a lot you know keep them like keep their cardio up because there might be a spot you need them in the playoffs but I still want to see more Bochamp I still want to see more mamu and now Middleton's gonna come back I'm assuming he's gonna start so you're either sending Grayson or Carter to the bench I would probably send Grayson to the bench
2: I'd go Carter
1: um Cone rollers here Cone. Hey back guys. to the trader joe's bag
5: yeah i'm back home gotta wrap what's it what's up how's my audio today how's the what how's my audio today it's about as
1: equal as to the audio that i will have with steve later
5: <laughs> so, so really it's bad. doable oh, okay yeah um i, I think you had a pretty good take on the bucks just kind of you know you always said if you, you took
1: your bag said. off the audio might be better
5: you always said, you know how to be a champion because of how you watch the warriors. And I, I think you have a pretty good approach and mindset into this season with the uh, monitoring minutes.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
5: Yeah. Bart, it's the season of giving, you know, around the holidays. And I just want to give you all the praise. I, I'm loving the show. Praise so be far. to Bart. I'm loving the show so far. Tonight's show or the pod in general, just the pod in general. I think it's, you know, super just kind of wacky and nutty and still good sports angles. So big fan.
1: I feel like the pod is, this is not, I'm just as a, as a consumer, I feel like the pod is like seven times better than my radio show.
5: No, maybe it's tough. I, I don't I, know. I like, you had a lot more time, obviously, on your radio show. To-
1: yeah, but oh. here I can say fucking boobs and titties.
5: Yeah, but I'm missing the complex Middleton trade talk with Freem's. Where are we getting that from? Oh, did Frames respond to me? Uh, some Frames tweeted something.
1: Someone tweeted him at me, and then I said, I want Chuck on the show. Chuck, like, thinks he can't come on the show or he's going to get fired or something. Everybody at Chuck Freeman and tell him that I want him on the show.
5: Chuck Freeman, if you are listening right now, I will donate $100 to the WSSP toy drive in your name to come on the Bart Winkler show.
2: Chuck ain't listening. Hey, you never know. He could be tuning in right now. Uh, any
5: other well, Bucks takes, isn't, Cone? Isn't Tucker on right now? <laughs>
1: No, he's he's on at seven.
5: Oh, gotcha.
1: Laura's on right now.
5: Oh, perfect! Even better for Freems.
2: <laughs> oh
1: God! Yeah, he'd probably
4: be like, Laura. Laura Ingram's not even as hot as she used to be. <laughs> you need that Janine Pirro. No, she's got it going on.
5: You should have seen Megan Kelly during the Bush administration.
4: Yeah, then NBC tried to take her, and she was no good. All right, Cone.
5: <laughs>
4: All right. I'm gonna go have
5: some Taco Bell, I think. Hopefully they can get my burrito on the right side. Oh
4: geez,
1: I went there seven days in a row and
5: I'm starting to think he takes lettuce off and then
1: takes the picture.
5: Yes. Seriously. It is clockwork at this time. I know. All right, right Cone. Well, go Bucks. My last take. I don't think we need to trade Grayson Allen, if anything. We, we need to hit the buyout market and, and get someone to fill in Wesley Matthews minutes, if he's even going to get any of this, this playoff run.
1: I agree. All right. Bye, guys. Love you, Tim. You, Feel better. Goodbye, Colin. Spark guy, I'm coming to you. Do you need a bag on your head or no?
6: Spark <laughs> <Smart> guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, why has he got a bag on his head? Just you can be yourself, right? We're all
1: cone. The mystery of Cone is still uh, Still quite a mystery. We don't know who he is. Now, one day, because when you guys are about to come in, and then I put you on the screen, one day I did start to see him take his bag off his head, and I tried to screenshot real quick, (laughs) and I was going to hold it over his head.
6: I think uh, I feel like my bat signal is Jeff Wagner, although that's not the. It's like a, a different Jeff Wagner. Is that like uh, I felt like he was like moving into Pam, the perpetual painter. Like oh. as the Jeff Wagner was going on, it kind of transitioned up and down.
1: You thought you heard a little Pam.
6: I heard a little Pam, just a little. Do we have uh, to have do a? We have stadium? a
1: voicemail from Pam.
4: <laughs> do it. Come do on. it. <laughs> this is tam uh i have nothing to say tonight
6: other than
2: gold box and you're looking kind of handsome Timmy. hi Tim. wow tim nice. I'm, I'm one flattered. thing
4: one
1: thing that i need on this show I'm is, is you need like i there needs to be like storylines okay and i think one storyline that we're missing is some kind of romantic situation. So if we could get Tim and Pam together. It could happen. Pull that up on my incognito screen for sure.
2: Yes, please.
6: What's up, Spark? How you been? Good to talk to you live. Yeah, man. This is a Bucks post. Do we have to have a Bucks take? I think the only Bucks take I have at this point in the year is they got to sit Giannis for a little bit. He looks tired. He's been playing like nonstop. For like almost two years. 37 minutes
1: tonight. And that would have been more if he didn't fall out. I know.
6: Doesn't, I mean, he's playing unbelievable, but he looks, I don't know. I don't want him to hit the wall when, when it matters, you know? So that's the only take I have watching these games. It was nice to see Grayson Allen hit some of that that late shot and he came on in the last couple of games, but it's all just about getting healthy, but sit Giannis. But that's at some point, get him a rest, but that's my only sports take.
1: Uh, Jamie says, Tim is taken.
6: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no one.
2: <laughs> this girl from England.
1: Liverpool. So you may or may not have a girl in South Carolina and you may or may I, not have in England. I people do have to be have 800 a... miles away from you before <laughs> they're, like, they're remotely
2: interested. Correct. Yes. We need we need someone like here.
1: I saw a girl in the stands in Qatar that I think you might find pretty. Should I hook you guys up?
2: Please. Please, too.
6: What else you got, uh, Spark Guy? You know, I heard the Wagner stuff. We'll see what Rodgers do you think. How do you think this plays out? The next two to three weeks are fascinating. Do you think that they're going to they're going to pull pull it back on him? Because I think the way it plays out is if he stays in control of this, play the Bears. They should win that one, regardless of who's quarterback. Then they have the bye. And if it's just mathematically not eliminated, they're going to beat the Rams, too. They play the Rams right after the bye. You're going into then what? the dolphins on Christmas. And that might be when they would be mathematically eliminated. And then what do you have left? The Vikings and the lions Vikings might not even be playing anybody. Yeah. Roger's very,
1: out. again, the very crafty in his words, he says, mathematically eliminated. And you're right. Uh, there's again, seven spots in the NFC. So that's less time before teams are eliminated. And they're going to win these games. Uh-huh. They should beat Chicago. Chicago. They should mm-hmm. beat the, the Rams. Are trash. Mm-hmm. Beat them now, uh, and you're right. So they could still stay alive, and Rogers could still want to play. Hey, let him play against the Bears. It's the Bears. It's Rogers. I get it. Soldier Field. I get it. And then the bye, and then it's got to be Jordan Love time. I need to see. I don't just need to see like Jordan Love play. I want to see Jordan Love play a game. It was not great. How does he respond 6 days later? I want to see Jordan Love play a game. That's really good. How does he respond 6 days later? We need to see as much as of that as we need to see him just, you know, go out there and whip bombs against Detroit when it's the last
6: game of the season. You don't you want to see him play in meaningful meaningful games for the other team too? Cuz that Viking game if that's the first one he gets in, Vikings, there's only one bye. And they lost to the Eagles. Like the Vikings, very easily could be going to their last two weeks sitting guys for a half, sitting for full game. Like you want to see them play against meaningful teams in meaningful games. And it's just going to play the string on. I think the final thing I'd say about it all is Gutenkoost, like, had Close it enough. He, he, he had, Goody had it figured out. He did. That's why I always say Goody. He had it figured out. He had it played perfectly, right? Like, he had played it completely perfectly until he gave him that contract extension. If he had not given him that contract extension, you could argue that every move he had made had almost been perfectly done when it came to the quarterback position. But the instant he gave him that extension this year, it's all falling apart because he could be, he could be cutting the cord right now and now he can't. So it's interesting to see one decision just ruined all the hundred decisions he made before that. And he didn't hold firm to it. So what makes you think he's going to hold firm to it now that he's going to be the one that walks in and goes, Hey, like we're done for the year, which effectively also means if they go in and say you're done for the year, he's gone then probably. So uh,
1: Kevin mentions, get this Packer talk out of here. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'll pivot. Uh, Nick said he did tweet. He tweeted Chuck, please do Bart show. So thank you to Nick. And the other thing I want to say to you was, uh, did your buddy buy a golf simulator from Carl's place yet?
6: Weak sauce, weak sauce. No. And the interesting thing is, I think for all of, all of the things that went on, Frank should be the one to get it. So right. I'll be seeing Frank this week and I'll be putting the pressure on him. And if he doesn't like, I'll just, I'll wait till he puts his wallet down. I'll order it on his behalf.
1: So I got a Carl's place koozie here. It was oh, pretty sweet.
6: There's a link uh, on my
1: Twitter where you can check out some golf simulators it's my pin tweet. Also, I'll have a much easier link for you in the coming days. We'll get so on it. if the link's what's holding you back, I've got you settled here, friends.
6: We'll get on it, Bart. I got to jump. Yeah, see you. Is,
1: Bart, I got to talk to you.
6: Yeah, Tim.
2: Nothing. Oh, see you. Open. I was time. gonna. I was gonna say something about the Packers, but gotta get that Packers talk out of here. Apparently. Well, I mean, I understand they're the juicy. Things. Do we want – we don't want them to win. Like, I know they're oh, going to win these games, but we just don't want them to win right now. I, I, right? I think it was Mike the Painter. He's
1: right on, 40-33. to 33. We want every game to be like the Eagles game. Exciting. Jordan Love looks good. Defense is bad enough where Joe Barry gets fired, and they lose because all you guys want your draft pick. I will but- not – I will not – Now, the thing is, Sunday – all right, let's talk about this a little bit. Sunday,
2: we oh, yes. planning
1: the show out. They play the Bears. Your boy's planning to be at Three Lions to watch England in the quarterfinal or the round of 16. Who they got? Uh, I forgot.
2: Do you, do you remember? Senegal. Okay. That's fine.
1: Um, so I'll, I'll get a Packer post game, but it will be later. No, it'll be like 3 30. Okay. I'll get it in. And mm-hmm. then uh, Saturday, I'm going to be at Nomad. For the U.S. game. I've I've only seen six World Cup wins for the USA in my life.
2: That's 8 o'clock in the morning.
1: Whew. Nine.
2: Nine. Sorry.
1: Fox does the thing. Fox does this. The other stations. Fox is the station that does it. They always say coverage starts at 8, but they always make you think like the game's at 8. Everyone else is just like, hey, game's at 7.30. i okay. Like, okay. But Fox is always like, we need that pregame money.
2: That's a big day, Saturday of sports.
1: Every time Alexi Law- Lawless opens his mouth, soccer gets set back 50 years in this
2: country. <laughs> what are their how chances? Much World Cup
1: have you watched? Just none?
2: I've watched. No, i watched. I just, you know, again, like, I'm not, like, I don't know, like, I know soccer. I just don't know, like, how good these teams are. Like, are the, is the U.S., are they favored to win? Should they win? Yes, no. Is it a toss-up?
1: No, I would be interested to see what the money line is. They're definitely not favored to win. Okay.
2: Well, uh, I have bad news. Uh Uh-oh. I, uh... Forgot to hit record.
1: (laughs) Almost. Second to that. I forgot to charge my laptop. (laughs) So... I will be concluding this portion of the podcast.
2: Oh, it's over already. It's been 40
1: minutes. That's a quick 40.
2: Yes. Yes, it has. You all right? I'm good. You can be at Nomad. Um, I'm, you know what? We'll see. That's a no.
1: Amos says great excuse. I could go upstairs and get my charger if if you want.
2: I I mean, is anyone waiting to come in?
1: No. Oh. But you know, momentum. I mean, we got people watching. People are watching. I sure. Worry. Go go get your uh, go
2: get your uh,
1: go get your treasure. Uh, what I tweeted earlier today was true. I would do Chuck and Winkler for free.
2: I would listen to that for free.
1: All right, Q, said, Q, if you call in, I'll go get the charger. But then you and Tim have to talk while I go upstairs. And I'm only going for, like, another 10 minutes.
2: <laughs>
1: Actually, just forget it. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, all right, so coming up next, uh, I'm, I'm going to do it tomorrow, Q. He's in the YouTube, or he's in the yeah, he's in the YouTube. I get this one posted because we we got a lot, we got a lot coming up. I still got Jake Kokorowski joining us. That is going to be riveting. We're talking badgers. I never was able to talk to Jake on the air at the radio, but now we we you know we're friends. Uh-huh. And then um, Sparky. Audio not great, content excellent. So stick through it. All right, Tim, thank you. Thank you. Q, uh, I'll make it up to you. I will buy you the shot at Nomad if you get your ass there this time. Tim, I'm going to get you so fucked up if you get out there.
2: All right, Saturday. I'm crossing my fingers. Because I got something to I have uh, the basketball game too that I'm supposed to go to, so I am. Oh, like, Badgers Marquette. Yeah, I wish I was
1: more hyped for that game, but it's the World Cup, so I'm like wrapped up in that.
2: Yeah, it's.
1: I mean, Marquette. I mean, Marquette played very well. The Badgers, they lost. I knew that. I know. You know who I ran into at Nomad? Uh, my new best friend Bart Lundy. Oh, really? Yeah, he came to check it out. UWM coach. Did he notice you? Barts reunite? You don't forget a BART. Uh, You never do. All right. um, Coming up, Jake Kokorowski talking some Badgers. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer talking about uh, Toy Drive and Packers and Badgers. And my favorite thing I said to Steve today was, (laughs) I said, People should come out, right? To the toy drive you go, yeah, I go, look at me. I said, look at me. This toy drive is all the way across town and I got fired by this place and I'm here. I'm a hero. 1 minute with Q.
2: <laughs> What's up guys?
1: I'm at uh 5% battery. All right, go get your go get your your thing. I'll I'll talk with Tim. No, I'm going to wrap it up. Um. So the spread is minus one Netherlands. That doesn't make sense.
6: It's minus one.
1: Does that that's impossible? Why? Why? Oh, they're favored by a goal. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I thought you were talking about the live line, like no. minus two sixty. What's like the what's oh, like that? It's U.S. plus three ten. Oh, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. The Netherlands is what? Minus 195? uh, Hold on. Minus 210. Minus minus 110. Oh, shit. So, not a bad bet, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. But if you're betting soccer, real important. If you're betting soccer, make sure because. A lot of times you are betting on the game result in regulation. So if you bet USA to win, and then they win in PKs, you will lose your bet. Okay.
6: Yeah the the tie is plus two forty. Yeah, so you bet the tie. Yeah, the tie in regulation is better (laughs) odds than
2: uh, US winning. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. So,
1: big problem with the game. Netherlands is a couple of guys that can score whenever they want. US doesn't. Let me guess. It's like Van, whoever? Van Leeschel, my friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, um no, uh, it's like a, uh, I always forget Gapco, Dapco, Capco, Energy, Windows. Yeah.
6: I, I have Dutch heritage, so I cheer for the Netherlands. So I'm kind of sad that my two teams are playing, my two World Cup teams. But I guess at least one of them will
1: advance. So, yeah. I mean, USA, dog. Uh, well, I mean, obviously. But with given those odds, it's looking like it's uh, the Netherlands game to lose. All right, I'm at 3%. Uh, are you going to be at Nomad or what? I'm going to try and show up. So not nine a.m. Like the baby should be napping then. So I've got a four, five week old. So I, I should be able to make it. All right. Well, I'll be there. I'll be hammered by nine. Yeah, Tim, are you going to be there? Maybe we'll see.
2: Do Do you commit to anything, Tim? I, I no. cannot. I cannot. I do.
4: Mm-mm.
2: I do. I just cannot commit to that right now. Okay. Is it too early? Can we commit to New Year's resolutions? What do we got for New Year's
1: resolutions here? Let's do it next time you're on, because I'm at 2%. <laughs> All right. Well, my, my mustache is gone, so mine's to not have a, a
6: mustache. So I already, I already did it.
1: I will say I probably won't have a New Year's resolutions this year. Uh, my liver is going to have a New Year's resolution, okay? Is it pro or, or against the liver? I need to keep my liver alive. World Cup has not been good for the liver. Oh, they just go every other. You go, you go. Beer, water, beer, water. I go single captain, double captain, single captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. All right, Goodbye. see you guys. Jake Kokorowski, through the magic of podcast, he joins us next. If you're on YouTube, I'll post that separately. Otherwise, on the podcast, here we go. So Jake Jake gets brought on to the staff before the season, in the summer. And it's the Badgers program, man. It's, all right, this is the coach. Get to know him. It's probably going to be here a while. Chris is fired so far in your tenure. They bring in Jim Leonard. And just recently, or they promote Jim Leonard, but just recently, Jake, you go from uh, the reports that, well, it's going to be Leonard, And then the next day, oh, no, Luke Fickle, last year's Coach of the Year, the guy from Cincinnati who essentially made a mid-major school into a Power 5 school, he is going to come here. Big 10 ties, yes. Really no Badger ties. This was, uh, I mean, I'm shocked. I got to think that a lot of people outside of maybe uh, Chris McIntosh didn't know that this was happening. This is nuts. How are you doing with all this?
7: Yeah, it. It's been crazy, man. You know, I've covered Wisconsin football since I think 2013 for just a number of different organizations, right? Like publications, you have Bucky's fifth quarter, badger blitz started all badgers for the sports illustrated network back in uh, 2019, you know, and then now, you know, obviously starting a state journal Yeah, like just six months ago, you're like, Oh, Hey uh, you know, usually you'd think, yeah. I mean, didn't, I know that this is going to be a critical year for Wisconsin coming in uh, with what they had with, the coaching staff uh, with what happened last year, you know, like Paul, Chris needed to make some changes. He brought in, you know, Bobby Ingram is offensive coordinator. Joe Rudolph moves on to Virginia tech. Bob Bostad moves on, you know, comes back to the offensive line, etc. cetera. They make those corresponding moves to, you know, in, but next thing you know, it's yeah. You enter October with a, a two and three Mark and there's a change in leadership. And then they, you know, uh, have Jim Leonard become interim coach. Uh, and then, you know, with, uh, with Luke Fickle, a name that, you know, not, it wasn't really on a lot of people's radars, you know, and whatnot. And, you know, we weren't ever able, you know, at the state journal, we weren't ever able to confirm the reports of, of Jim Leonard, be, you know, expecting to become, yeah. you know, maybe the signs all looked that way and it certainly did, but, you know, we never were able to confirm those reports that Leonard was their guy. Uh, and whatnot so it you know it's really interesting just to see how chris mcintosh worked as a you know how he yeah essentially how he worked uh kind of incognito let's say that i mean because you you didn't know lou fickle was on his list and whatnot and we didn't know if there's any no one heard any worried about fickle having interest in, in the Wisconsin job, especially with him being such a hot name kind of in the coaching carousel the past couple of years with, with that, you talked about the amazing work he's done at Cincinnati you know, college football playoff birth last year and a t- the team that won 13 games. So yeah. uh, this is a, you know, it was, uh, when I saw the, the first report from ESPN on Sunday, I was like, Oh, okay. uh <laughs> Yeah. There, there's a curveball, uh And we just went into full gear from there and, you know, and you're like, I was
1: gonna have a pretty low key Sunday, and now I guess I'm working,
7: yeah. Oh, no, and I mean, it, it was we, you know, if 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 it was gonna be Leonard, it was gonna be you know, we we thought you know, it would be whoever. I mean, they, they put up the seven day window, it was right after the Nebraska, yeah, win. We're out to dinner, Colton Bartholomew, Jim Pulse, two great colleagues at State Journal. we we drove back from Lincoln to Omaha, where we were staying, had nice, we're having a nice dinner, just kind of decompressing. And then all of a sudden I go look at my Twitter. I'm like, guys, they posted the job, Uh, you know? And then uh, Ben Kenny is the one that I saw his first tweet. So I'll give Ben Ben a a shout out there. But next thing you know, it goes from there. And uh, yeah, we thought it'd be a quick process and it was, but so I thought I'd be busy anyway, Sunday, depending on whoever, whomever, whoever would be the coach. But yeah, then it went into overdrive and, in trying to fi- confirm the, the ESPN report that it was going to be fickle and, and Jim Polzine had a, did a great job with that. Us writing just going down a list of what Luke fickle, who Luke fickle is, what he's done, the process of everything. Uh, Todd Molusky was at the Madison airport uh, and whatnot. It turned into like, literally, I mean, it's a group effort at the state journal and at Badger extra and, uh, we're, you know, we're still working. So, uh, you know, right before this, uh, you know, right before we were talking, Bart, I was doing interviews with, uh, you know, an Ohio state football coach association member talking about his really, that's part as a teaser, it's part of my story coming up about how, uh, really uh, the high school coaches within Ohio, you know, interacted with Luke Fickle, who's obviously yeah. a homegrown guy, but to what to expect for Wisconsin high school coaches, you know, from Fickle and his staff. So yeah, it, it, there's so many different angles to attack, and it's uh I don't think I've slept that much this week. <laughs> I think the shocking thing is, um, you know, it just everything looked Leonard,
1: right? And he's part of the I don't know, the um the Barry family. Alvarez cinematic universe, you know. <laughs> yes. right? The BCU. And <laughs> and so that that's like what we thought in Wisconsin, like you know, Wisconsin, it just seems like just like with their play, they're, they're good enough. They're in big 10 championships. They can win big 10 titles. They can go to the Rose bowl, but they can never, there's still one level that they can never get to football wise. And that, that's the college football playoff or, you know, winning a national title, the way things are currently set up. And for the coaching search, you've got to be the same thing. Okay. Jim Leonard, he, he's a good young coach prospect he had a nice career here. He could be the guy that's, that's the bar, but it seems like they went and said, you know, the way we've done things, we need to do things a little bit different. And I think with, because there's a lot going on here, Leonard, let me just, did, did losing to Minnesota cost him the job? I mean, that's what it felt like, but that you don't just lose. You don't just watch your coach lose to Minnesota and then call up fickle and say, Hey, 7 million a year, or maybe you do. How did that go down? You think,
7: you know, I, I don't, that, that's a good question. I'm not going to, uh, you know, it, it Chris McIntosh during that press conference on Monday mentioned that like the wins and losses weren't part of everything. Right. And so um I'm trying to think back. I don't remember the exact, I don't know if that he talked about the exact timeline back in uh, back a couple of days ago. So I, I don't want to like give any misinformation on my end. So I'm yeah, not, yeah. but no, and I'm not exactly sure like Amy, but if you're not going to, I guess I will speak to this with Jim Leonard, and if you're not going to hire Jim Leonard for this position who had the support of the current players on the team uh, and then also, you know, former players and, and, you know, and alums, a lot of them were very much pro Jimmy, you know, you talked, or you know, at least from those that I've talked to, you know, and even going back to October, you know, we did an article where I talked about former players and what they've done, you know, and what, they thought and, and people really like, you know, from those that I talked to, like Matt, Matt Bernstein, uh, Vitaly Pesetsky, a kicker, uh, Don Davey, uh, the former Badger, who obviously is, you know, part of Barry Alvarez's first team in 1990, uh, you know, who's become a prominent uh, entrepreneur and, and businessman himself. You know, there is a lot of positivity towards Jimmy uh, and whatnot. Uh, if you're not going to hire Jimmy, well, Luke Fickle's that name. Right. Like if there's some, and I think that's, that's, that's interesting. If there's mutual interest, you know, I, it it puts, you know, the athletic director position for Wisconsin is not, I mean, for any school is tough and you have to make tough decisions. That's why you get paid the big money. Uh, But you've seen just what Wisconsin was willing to fork over for Luke fickle services. I mean, Chris McIntosh confirmed it. It's like what seven year deal. 7.5 7.5 million dollars to start and it goes up to an average of about 7.8 million dollars per year that's you know that's a lot of change for that's, that's big boy money you know that's that's big time college coach money uh, and whatnot so that's going to be you know it this is a i'm not sure exactly you know what the entire uh, outline or you know I, I don't think we ever received a an outline of Okay, here are the benchmarks you know that this coach needs to hit. Necessarily from Chris McIntosh. you know, but uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens with this hire with Luke uh, Fickle, who obviously you know, Ohio guy, Ohio State, uh, born and bred, went to was a nose tackle in the '90s, defensive coordinator, interim coach in '11, but he's, he was in Ohio State for so long, going to Cincinnati and then having the success there, uh, you know, they, he's got a good pedigree and very sim- seems like very similar to the Wisconsin style of i been talking to some, some, uh, you know, people in from Ohio and it's a very much a, you know, authentic type guy, not a, someone put it to me. It's not like an urban Meyer incorporated type of guy. It's, it's a guy that is a uh, you know, he's authentic. He's himself. He's personable, which is very relatable to Wisconsin uh, and whatnot, but it's going to be, I mean, this is a hire that, uh, will be very much part of the legacy of of Chris McIntosh, as met, as a couple people have noted on social media.
1: Yeah, as we're talking Badgers football here, maybe it's maybe it's not, you know, like hitting benchmarks for Jim. Maybe it was just, yeah, Jim's a great option. But if we can get Luke Fickle, then we're gonna go get Luke Fickle, and we'll find out if that if that is possible. And I think when you're paying a guy as much as they're gonna pay him, to me this this looked like a move. Of we are where we are, like I mentioned earlier. There's another level to get to. This is our best, quickest way to try to get to that level. Because when you look at the Big Ten right now, football wise, Ohio State and Michigan are in a class of their own. And then, then you even have like some of the other teams on that side of the the conference. And then you have the bit like Wisconsin's like going down. You know, this Big Ten West is a disaster. <laughs> Purdue is in the is in the what?
7: Who would have thought uh, they, of that, right?
1: And they're not, it's not even like, oh, it's a it's a it's the one golden era of Northwestern football. It's a it's that team. No, it's just, this is just the best of the worst. So if they're seeing those two teams stay now really on this level of national dominance, Ohio State's been there and Michigan has done well to get there. If the Badgers are gonna get there, they're gonna need somebody like this, not just for the coach, but this is gonna have to impact recruiting big time. And so I think that's going to be the thing, Jake, to see like, okay, what what new recruits are we going to get now that that we went to gotten before? So obviously he's a good coach. But this is to me, it just seems like we got to we're paying this guy to help us recruit because we're going down and these other schools are going
6: up.
7: It's really interesting, too. And I will say I think Jim Leonard, too. I think he would have been a great coach for Wisconsin, you know, and I mean by great head coach, you know, and cause he's been a great defensive coordinator and he's been a great, he was a great assistant coach in 2016. Didn't have a lick of experience as a uh, you know, as a college assistant coach in 2016 comes in and helps, you know, the defensive backs, you know, play really well. And he's defensive coordinator the next year and he's, you know, taken a three, four defense and excelled it even further. Uh, you know, but during his time at Wisconsin, uh, you know, one thing too, I'll say with, with Jim real quick is that, you know, I think too, I, Wisconsin could have, if he would have been hired, I th- feel that he would have brought in new ideas. I mean, he's got his vision. We don't know what the exactly that vision of Wisconsin is, but I can tell you that Jimmy's intelligent, you know, we've seen throughout his time at Wisconsin, intelligent man, uh, both on and off the field and uh, in, in conversations that we've had, uh, you know, very intelligent, knows the players in the program, and I think, you know, there would have been success for Wisconsin with him as head coach. That's just my personal opinion. That's my two cents. I think he would have done a great job. You know, Fickle has that resume and that pedigree too, though, and I, and I can see why Chris McIntosh would, would make that higher. I think everybody does uh, because, you know, you saw all the national pundits, you saw the, the, the national reaction of Wisconsin got Luke Fickle. They got Luke Fickle. Uh, that, that's a separate discussion is really interesting and down the road to talk about is it. just like, the player reaction kind of the local reaction compared to the, the national reaction of this hire, but you have Wisconsin, you know, thick fickle has been proven to, to recruit. And, you know, the philosophies are very similar to where I asked them about it during the press conference Monday. I'm like, you have a lot. And I, we had an article on uh, badger extra in the Wisconsin state journal yesterday for y'all to check it out. I kind of broke down the recruiting uh, of, yeah. of what he's done and you see you know, a lot of the talent comes from Ohio and, and, you know, a lot of Ohio blood in that, in that Cincinnati program, which it should, but he talked about the 300 mile radius that he has. That's going to be the core and the crux of the program. He thought there's a uniqueness in both Wisconsin and Cincinnati having that type of, you can build the core and the crux within the 300 mile radius. And that kind of lines up with what Wisconsin's done with keeping the best in-state players in, you know, going to Madison though that wasn't the case necessarily back in 20 for the 2022 class where you saw Carson Hinsman go to Ohio state, Billy Shrouth go to Notre Dame. Those are two four-star linemen. Uh, but, you know, you see, so, so that's going to be interesting to see just how they recruit, keep the kids in state, build the relationships, not just with, uh you know, the kids, but the coaches within the state, I think it's going to be very interesting because obviously they've known Paul and Jimmy for years. Uh, But, you know, I, they've also produced players. Uh, there's, you know, I think they'll be able to continue to get the four-star kid. They'll be able to get some four-star kids too, but the development part of what Luke Fickle's done. I mean, sauce Gardner was a three-star talent according to 24 seven and rivals low, you know, relatively low uh, compared. It wasn't like a mid to high three-star necessarily comes in. And now he's the number four overall pick and he pro football focus rated him as the highest rated cornerback. You know, uh, I checked earlier this week that, you know, so, you have that they can develop those guys. Desmond Ritter was a low three star by 247 Sports, a two star by Rivals. If you all believe in the, the star ratings, comes out, becomes a dynamic quarterback. For yeah, yeah uh, that
1: team was that's I mean, I know they got boat raced by Alabama, but right, they were good,
7: yeah, they were, mm-hmm. and you know, and they, so you can see that it's, it's recruiting. And so we've heard good things about the recruiting and what they've been able to do, especially for a group of five program, right? This isn't Cincinnati is now going to go to the big 12 next year. So they're going to be power five, but it's been a group of five with that American athletic, the AAC, they he's taken them and he's gotten four-star talent at that group of five school, which I think bodes well for, you know, you go up to the big 10 and, you know, Wisconsin's got its own thing with, with recruiting, with geography, admissions, other stuff like that. But you have, I think, he has a success. He has a resume builder. We're not going to say it's parallel. This is the same thing's going to happen in Wisconsin, but he's got a pedigree. that's going to help. I think, uh, you know, I think they'll be fine recruiting. I think they can take jumps and we'll see just what happens with that 2023 class too. If any players make, you know, they flip or they decommit and then they decide to commit from Cincinnati to Wisconsin. We'll see how that goes because the early signing period right now, uh, you know, we're under three weeks now. Uh, and Wisconsin has only nine verbal commitments to the class. Uh, you know, and in, in they've seen a couple, you know, they've seen five players decommit since uh, Paul Chris has been fired, uh, two just on Sunday alone. And so they have their work cut off for them on the recruiting trail. But from everything that I've heard, you know, the staff can recruit and they build, you know, authentic relationships.
1: There's going to be a lot of fallout, obviously. Will some Cincinnati guys come here? Uh, I think they're getting uh, this uh, offensive lineman. It's his son. He's got to be coming here, right? I mean,
7: oh, I, mean we, I, I I can't comment on that because I don't know. I haven't talked to him, and I don't know. I was reading
1: his Wikipedia one day, and it says two sets of twin boys and his son's at Cincinnati. I'm like, well, yeah. he'll come over. But oh, no. then uh, we'll have Wisconsin guys leave and some Cincinnati guys and maybe some guys. So there's going to be a lot of movement. A lot of lives are going to change based on this decision alone. I think two names to throw out at you are – uh, what uh, Jim Leonard, like, does he go back and be the defensive coordinator? Do you think? And then Braylon Allen, there's a lot of speculation on him. Do we know anything? Do you have any?
7: Unfortunately not. Uh, and yeah, I'd be premature to say anything on my end on that part. It's a, you know, it Luke fickle did say during that press conference that he was open to having, you know, Jim return, you know, and be part of the staff. But, uh, I know that they were supposed to talk Wednesday, Uh, I think is what he said. Uh, And so uh, we'll see what comes out of those discussions. uh, If we hear anything publicly, and that's not a guarantee by any stretch. Right. So there's that Braylon Allen. I mean, he was very supportive uh, to say the least of, of Jim Leonard. And he reemphasized his support, uh, you know, before the Iowa, you know, was that the Friday before the Iowa game? uh, And then also uh, right after the game too. So it is a, uh, we'll, we'll just see what, what happens from here? Cause yeah, we have no information about what's going to take place. And uh, you know, with those two and it, honestly, yeah, I, I mean, this is a time where, yeah, you feel for everyone, you know, you feel for the players and, and, you know, even Chris McIntosh, it was really interesting. Cause there was a question asked, I think it was Doug Russell. Yeah. It was Doug Russell who mentioned that, you know, he's like, well, you know, kind of talking about the process of, of an external hire, you know, with sort you know, of internal and just kind of the thought evaluating and process. And Chris McIntosh mentioned that, you know, he, during a team meeting Sunday that he apologized for the decisions that he made that caused hardships and challenges, you know, where he, you know, know, which I thought was, I mean, even during the firing of, you know, the, the press conference where he announced the dismissal of, of Paul Christie, he, an effusive amount of praise. I've never seen a press conference where the coach was fired that there's that much praise, from the ad uh and i mean and on top of that chris McIntosh monday effusively praised jim leonard and what he did in an interim role and overall and saying uh, i think one of the i'm I'm probably messing this up but basically said that jim leonard is part of the dna of wisconsin football and so uh, again we'll see just how it plays out and just what next steps are. But you feel for everyone, like the players that are now going to be, you know, this is their third for those that are returning, it's their third coach in a matter Crazy. of years. You have uh, players for Cincinnati, too. Uh, the commits, uh, both for Wisconsin and for Cincinnati. We've already seen Cincinnati lose, uh, you know, a couple of four star talent. Uh, they've reopened their recruiting process. Uh, we'll see if Wisconsin gets in the mix. Uh, you know, we don't have any intel on that right now. But you know, there's them, you have the coaching staffs. I mean, there's a lot of, it's very fluid and it's, I won't say volatile Cause it's not a violent answer, but it's, it's very, very fickle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they had a, uh, I did it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. That was a good one. Uh, no, but no, basically. Yeah. It's a very, just uh, a lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of uncertainty. And so that's where, you know, it's a, it's a rough situation for those players and, and the coach in the coaching staffs, you know, too. So it's, uh, a lot that's uncertain and a lot that needs to become certain in terms of bowl prep coming up. Uh, Cause they do have a bowl game that we don't know. I mean, yeah, they have a bowl game. We're talking about coaching search or coaching hire, and there's a bowl game coming up sometime later in December. As we're we're thinking. Uh, but then on top of that, trying to, with recruiting, trying to get, uh, you know, commits to come to the program or reassemble staffs. There's a lot going on right now that uh, remains to be determined. And, Obviously, we'll be here at the Wisconsin State Journal to continue to do our best to make sense and figure it all out. One more,
1: just a quickie. You got it. Um, how come a few years ago I watched a high school all-American game and like was so excited about how good Graham Mertz was going to be, and then he's like worse than John Stocko and these other guys we've had. What happened
7: with with Graham? I mean. It, I think there's a lot of things where some of it's, uh, you know, it's a mixture of right now. I still think Graham, Graham's still got the skill set to be a good power, sorry, to be a good power five quarterback. You know, you've seen the arm, you've seen the, you know, like he can make throws where you just look at him. And you're like, how do you fit that window? How do you do that? But it's always been, cons- it's been consistency. And you know, and the one thing I'll say about Graham too, he's owned his stuff. He's owned his mistakes. Like he he'll go in front of the cameras, like yeah, I messed up. Yeah, I gotta do better on this. I'll do better on that. Yeah, there's miscommunication here. We gotta work it out. I got like there's things where he's taking ownership of the faults. So that's one thing. He's always been that leader. He's been a captain for that reason. Where he's had that he, he puts it on his shoulders. And that's that's one thing that I'll always admire about Graham in that sense, where he's been willing to take and take the pressure, take the heat, and he's willing to answer the tough questions after games where he hasn't played well. You know, he it just. It's a combination too, where you know, 2020 lights the world on fire against Illinois, then you know gets COVID.
1: Maybe and there's then, just too much like maybe just too much hype because the way yeah. we were coming into Graham was like, Oh my god, we finally got one. And then it's just been, you know.
7: It's it's tough where you know, and, and the thing is though, too, that 2019 class, it's one thing I want to look into. Maybe it's something for the twenty. Maybe it's something for our early signing period coverage. Uh, you know, later this month, it's kind of looking back on that twenty nineteen class of of quarterbacks where they found some success, like Sam Howell for um, is now I think he's with the Washington Commanders, if I'm not mistaken. Like out of North Carolina, um, you had you know, but Spencer Rattler was Oklahoma's quarterback, right? And then he moved over. Now he's at South Carolina. Um, you have other quarterbacks that have moved around with that class too you know and you know but you have like you know uh it's i'll put it this way like it, not every quarterback is gonna work out the way that you you know even this the star ratings are there it's not gonna work out all the time uh and you know you see some guys like uh, Joel Save come in and as a walk- on and becomes wisconsin's winning you know all-time winning quarterback. Yeah. and i know y'all are gonna hate me for saying quarterbacks aren't a you know quarter you know quarterbacks wins aren't a stat or whatever you. wins saying. with a Z yeah but you know what I- I'll still call it that uh because you know I I always joke on Twitter like he is the all-time winningest quarterback at quarter at Wisconsin for a reason uh but you know it's uh but no he's got that it's just sometimes things aren't you know he's had I'm looking at quarterback coaches for him you know you had John Budmeier for the first couple of years and then Paul Chris takes it over last year and he's the head coach He's also running kind of the offensive coordinator stuff, right. Where he's, there wasn't an offensive coordinator position last year. Right. Cause in 2021, uh, uh, but then you had on top of that uh, this year, you bring in Bobby Ingram, but then you have Keller Chris kind of as a graduate assistant uh, too with the quarterbacks. So there's been a lot of flux there. And it's just been consistency too. Uh, there's been consistency issues with him uh there but even with the the consistency it may also be you know there have been times where every quarterback's going to have this when your offensive line when he's been pressured that's when you start losing those fundamentals here and there because you've got kind of happy feet and that's where you've seen sometimes where you know like against minnesota last week they protected him pretty darn well like they he did they did you know outside of like i think till the end um but yeah it's just different factors roll into it it's not just one answer but uh, you know, he's always been good to the to reporters and answering questions, and we appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, there's just right now, I mean, I, the hype, you know, has not been lived up to. From what you know, I remember the All American Bowl in 20, was it 2019, where he had five touchdown passes, and everyone's annoying. Yeah, for either. the only yeah.
1: time I ever watched one of those.
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched that, and I was like, Yeah, you know, I still remember that for Bucky's fifth quarter when I was there. That was like one of our highest rated, <laughs> highest viewed articles i ever wrote like <laughs> Graham Mertz, lights world on fire and people are like oh but
1: yeah
7: um it's you know and you you feel for the kid too obviously they want to i mean not these kids don't want to be like you know like oh yeah you know i threw more you know like last year you threw more interceptions and touchdown passes they don't want to that's not what their goal is their goal is to win games uh and so it, it, and whatnot so they're not purposely trying to like, play bad uh and whatnot so it's it's definitely an interesting case and something that we'll look back on about, you know, what happened with Graham and, um, but yeah, again, I've always been appreciative of his efforts in terms of talking with us and, and, you know, taking ownership of what, when things haven't gone right.
1: Jake, I appreciate you. I know that this busy, busy time. And so to give us a few minutes, I uh, it means the world to me, Jake
7: it means the world to me that you want me back on, man. I, I, you know, I ramble look at this. Like you said, you wanted 20 minutes and we're 28 minutes into this. So this that's just, you know, uh, but no, I appreciate you, man. Like you've always been good to me. Uh, we'll have to talk some AEW down the road and we'll have to go to the show. If they ever come back to Milwaukee and uh, all that fun stuff, my friend. Oh, don't
1: open that door right now. I'm so down <laughs> on AEW. Are you? Well, MJF, that's good, but. I gotcha. I'm just down on it and i'm i'm a big wwe loyalist i think i realized
7: i hear you so no it's always i mean to me i'm just i'm enjoying watching wrestling like uh, you know it's just been yeah i'm, I'm, nice gonna, I'm
1: gonna i'm gonna I'm, i can't get down this road otherwise
7: okay yeah talking we'll...
1: for another hour <laughs> we'll do it a different time we'll do it a different time
7: sounds good brother
1: thanks jake
7: appreciate you man y'all be well happy holidays to y'all
1: all right our thanks to jake kokorowski culver's fan and diet pepsi fan um i like that jake likes culver's without making it his whole identity like people that like uh quick trip
8: i asked jake if he was going to culver's for thanksgiving
1: did he he said he wasn't i think he he just plays it up it became a thing oh okay uh well our thanks to jake this is steve sparking pfeiffer ladies and gentlemen his second appearance on our podcast and i actually came to him today we are at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Sixton, Rawson, in Oak Creek. Got that down to a science. 16 years of the WSSP toy drive is uh, is what is going on here. And it's great because I was a part of, I think, at least half of them. And I'm going to be a part of this one a little bit. Came down here on Wednesday, uh, so this is publishing on Thursday. So that Steve's out here. It's cold as shit, but Steve's out here. <laughs> Um, until 6 o'clock today, Thursday, and then all day Friday as well. You can also donate, 1250amthefan.com. Uh, online, there's a link to donate as well, but they'll take toys here and some pretty cool ice scrapers with the 1250 logo on it. So, couldn't afford me, but can afford ice scrapers. Um, those are from 2008, <laughs> I think. Oh. 2009. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's not overreact, shall we?
8: <laughs> okay. I found them. <laughs> That's why I brought them out here.
1: You know, I, um, I'm ha- i I'm just happy to be back here this week, working here or not, and I think you would have done the same. I, I yes. honestly think that if huh? if there wasn't even this, you would have come and done the Steve Sparks and Piper <laughs> toy drive first annual by yourself, because yeah. it matters that much to you.
8: I don't know, man. This bare sunroom we in makes it a little bit easier when it's this cold outside. Uh, So I appreciate them donating sunrooms, and they were donating sunrooms when you were here as well. I do now fully appreciate what you went through doing the morning show. Because we didn't come in until afternoons, usually, me, Gary, and Leroy. And you you and Chuck would always be like, yeah, be here in the morning when it's not as warm as it is for you all. And it it takes a little while to warm up, man. It'd be a little chilly in here first thing in the morning when you guys were doing your
1: show back in the day. Well, it takes a while to warm up. Uh, it takes a while because, you know, we're out here at 6, or we were. Right. And nobody's coming here at 6 to drop off toys. So then by the time Unit got here, it's like we did nothing. And then everyone everyone listened to us and then dropped off toys at 10. And or they just liked them better. I won't ever say that. Well, whatever the case may be. But, so, but appreciate- when the morning sucked. And then stuff would break and no one's back at the station. Yeah. 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 So now, yeah, you get to experience all the... Agony. I mean, we're not quite the same story Wicket would tell every year. Oh, Jet Lotta in a tent, everybody. We're not quite that bad. Um, but it's good to be out here. I bought a couple of toys on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Thank so you. I, I bought a Captain America thing for Polisic. Funny. And then a soccer goal inflatable. And I know Steve hates uh, self checkouts. I don't know why. Can't stand them. But, but you, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, finally, they're the last store to ever have one. Otherwise, because I was like, oh, shit, i got to buy these toys, but there's right. like a 20-minute wait because yeah. time works slower here at the store. Yeah. No offense. But they're self-checkouts. So. Yeah, I avoid self-checkouts at all costs. There there's
8: a bunch of self-checkouts and one person running a register, I will stand in line, and clear, for a half hour, 45 minutes, and wait for that one person. To wait on me instead of having to deal with self-checkout. Because me and self-checkouts don't get along half the time. And then it becomes more of a problem. Then i got to find somebody
1: to help me with the problem, whatever. Okay. And I I just, I don't like them. I don't like them. If if you're on the, if you don't like self-checkouts because. By the way, how was Black Friday with all these places that have self-checkouts?
8: How did that all go? I, I, I don't think, think anyone did, does Black Friday. Right? Everywhere so, I did People were like, watching soccer. I man. did Black Friday. No. But we did the Dells Outlets where there are no self-checkouts because they're all clothing stores with actual people still working, which was nice. But like these bigger stores that have self-checkouts and have eliminated all cashiers, like, how was that? Because I was imagining that could have been very chaotic because there's nowhere for you to go. You're in one line waiting for everybody else, for everybody else to do their thing. And then I'm guessing there had to be even more security than ever to make sure people weren't shoplifting and taking stuff, right? That's the other thing I don't get. If there's not a camera on a self-checkout, what stops anybody from just walking out?
1: Uh, I can tell you that experience. Nothing. That's just ridiculous. Another reason not to have self-checkouts. Always always get a 12-pack of dew and leave it at the bottom, and I always forget to check it out.
8: Right. That's what I'm saying. But now some stores do have cameras on them, so they'll get you if you do it. But a lot of stores still don't have cameras on their self-checkouts.
1: If you don't like it because of the the pro, if you don't like it because of this reason is the reason I won't accept. I don't like it because I I don't get paid to be the cashier. Okay, what else do you want? Do you want someone to walk around the store and put everything in your cart for you too? Yes, that'd be sweet. I would totally doubt it. Well The new Instacart. Just like
8: when they used to fill up your gas tank at the gas station. Are you old enough to remember that? I remember going to the gas station back in the day in Kenosha, my mom's pacer, Little black pacer that we had, and they they go over, ding 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 ding. Guy would come out, kind of gas man, fill up your gas tank, he wash your windows for you while you're in your car. You never got out of the car, never got out of the car. And those are all gone now, completely. But so yeah, that was So kind you want to get out. out of your car, walk around the store, point at stuff, and have someone put in your cart? I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, maybe. It might be kind of fun.
1: Well, they're not going to do it here because everybody that works here is over 85, which isn't bad. It's good for that. Just, yeah,
8: this place, living here in Oak Creek and Blaine's Farm and Fleet, I come here all the time. I get so much stuff here. The candy section, and like, the different like cashews and almonds and all the stuff they have here, that's totally on point. And I just bought some Christmas lights here yesterday for uh, our Disney tree. some red lights. I'm going to
1: invoice Blaine's Farm and Fleet for this, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not going to pay it. All right, so we're here because of the toy drive, which, again, is still happening. 1250amthefan.com. a.m. You can donate and like i said even if uh you weren't doing this on behalf of wssp you would still do it it means yes. that much i love it
8: yeah i've missed being out here in mean, the last couple of years because of covid thank god for the fire stations last year you know we had 15 or 16 fire stations all over southeastern wisconsin collecting toys for us which was cool the year before that we tried to do this radiothon that really didn't work all that well as far as doing a ton uh, for children's wisconsin so It's cool that we're back out here for five days and appreciate, you know, all the salespeople and stuff that have come out here from the radio station to help, volunteer to help collect toys. Uh, Lakeshore Chinooks were out here uh, as well on Monday helping collect toys uh, for, I don't know, they were out here for about six hours helping collect toys, which was awesome. Uh, So yeah, appreciate everybody helping out and hope to see everybody out here at some point in Blades, Prime, Fleet in Oak Creek. I thought we were going to talk sports. I want to do like a rapid fire with you. Rapid fire? I don't have a talk show anymore. I don't... I need mean more than rapid fire, but okay, go ahead. Uh, Luke Fickle, hire.
2: Ah! Ha!
8: Home run, love it! Didn't want anything to do with the Jim Leonard hire. I wanted a proven guy that's built a program that's done something. This program needs to figure out how to get to a championship level, which Chris McIntosh talked about in his press conference. Very proud of Chris McIntosh. Very, very proud of this university for stepping up for numerous reasons. Number one, it's a guy that took Cincinnati to a playoff at Cincinnati, Okay. He took him, not he Ohio took him State. to a
1: power five. He essentially coached them into a power five conference is what he did. Yeah,
8: because they're going to the Big 12 now. Yeah. So that's what he did. does not have a top 40 recruiting class, yet had the third most guys drafted, with nine I believe, in last year's draft class, including a quarterback in the third round, Desmond Ritter, who went to the Atlanta Falcons. Again, not a top 40 recruiting class at any point. He will definitely have top 40 recruiting classes at Wisconsin going forward. Next. The assistant coaching pool money that they had before is without a shadow of a doubt being expanded in order to get luke fickle to come here His football scoop and they're never wrong they've already reported right off the bat that both of his lead recruiters are already in place to come his strength and conditioning coach is coming with him so he's already being able to bring some people which means all those people got to get raises and come here they're going to let him do this the right way i think something that previously you know they didn't let bielma do they didn't let Chris do. Maybe they expanded a little bit for Jim Leonard to pay him to keep him uh, as a defensive coordinator because he was making over a million dollars a year. But for the most part, they didn't want to go in the, that next step, to go in the deep water. And it feels like the university is ready to go in the deep water and play now with the
1: big boys. So let's see what it looks like. As far as the Packers, my main take, because you could talk about love, you could talk about Rodgers, where I'm at is that Matt LaFleur is scrappy do. The guy's like, "Let me add him. Let me add him." And then you can just pick him up and bully him. All his friends bully him. When he coaches against him, his team bullies him. Rogers bullies him. Rogers runs this team, and I hate it, Steve. Rogers would run the team no matter who the head coach was. Yeah, but Lafleur's like laying down and letting it happen. Lafleur <laughs> should have on Sunday, when when asked about Rogers, he should have come out and said, "Who's going to start Sunday?" He should have said, "We're going to evaluate who gives us the best chance to win." No. He should have said that. No.
8: He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he's not the reason why their record is what their record is. Do you is. think
1: LaFleur's a good coach? Yeah. I
8: don't. This is what I always tell you. When you watch this team run the offense, like it should be run, right? Where they're running the football, it's play action, they're not in shotgun five million times, and they're doing things the right way. You watch the offense and you go, hmm, can Jordan Love do this? The answer is yes. When they got, when they got him... Matt LaFleur, I believe Mark Murphy's plan was, how are you going to get our team and our offense to win football games when Aaron Rodgers retires? Because at that point, I think they thought they were a lot closer to him retiring because he hadn't played for the last couple of years, so they wanted to be ready. How do you do it without a Hall of Fame quarterback? And he pitched this system. They bought it. Okay, fine, let's go. Then they drafted the quarterback. They thought they could run the system the best. They can. And now, now we have to wait and see if he can I think he can. And, you know, Ellerson talks about it all the time and still brings it up on Twitter. Like, can he be as good as Jimmy G or better? I think Jordan Love can be as good as Jimmy G. Uh, better maybe. Sure. I don't know. We'll find out. Darius Slade just did a video. I don't know if you saw it. If not, go watch it. He's a very funny dude. But talking about Jordan Love and how he thinks he's got a bright, bright future and how the ball comes off his hand. Yeah, and he does. He should start. Talks about all it. Talks about all this stuff. This is, to me, the best case scenario. They get eliminated. Love gets two or three games to start and play. Rodgers is like, cool, I'm out. I'll get ready for next year. Love shows out, plays great, right? Throws for 300 yards, both games, whatever. Two, three touchdowns, limited mistakes. Plays really well. Then, this puts a Packers in position to go to Aaron Rodgers and go, all right, look. We're not trading you, so that's out. We're ready for you to be our quarterback. I need a timeline here. like." I don't want this to be a, maybe come every off season, trying to figure this out. You'll never do that. Just tell me, are you good for one year, two years, whatever, because I want to give Jordan Love an extension. So maybe it's a five year extension, but I've got to kind of budget in starter money of where it's going to be, because I think that's how you have to do with Jordan Love. Look, you you got backup money, and then in 2025, when Aaron's going to be done, then starter money kicks in. And starter money is going to be whatever the average starting quarterback money is in the NFL, that's going to be your salary 25 26 and 27 or whatever the however long the contract is that's how i kind of pitch it now if jordan love stinks and you lose those games well then your decision's made for you you draft a quarterback in the first round in 2023 and you move on from jordan love and that's the end of it but you've got to get this opportunity to see him if rogers goes no i'm not sitting i'm playing out the rest of the year then, then nothing really has benefited other than he continues to build chemistry with Watson and Toure and those guys, which obviously is good for next year, providing he comes back, which everybody assumes he is.
1: No, Watson and Love have more chemistry in one pass than Rogers will ever have.
2: Oh,
8: yeah, man. Why are you so bitter about this whole situation? What is wrong? Because Rodgers is an asshole. I hate him. Oh, no, 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 no. hate such a strong
1: word. Maybe you dislike him. You know why I don't like people that say you can't say hate? Because the opposite of hate is love. So if you say you can't say hate, you can't say love. But it's easier to
8: tell somebody you hate than it is to tell somebody you love them. It's easier to, yeah, it's easier to hate than to love you, right? Think about it. That girl that, you know, oh, I can't say I love you, I can't say I love you. And it takes forever. But if she pisses you off, I hate you. Didn't have to think twice about that. It just rolls right
1: off the tongue. It's nice and easy. Hate and love maybe are not even opposites. They're very similar. Yes, probably. Okay, Um, that was weird. Hey, uh, Blaine's Ramen Fleet, Six and Ross in Oak Creek. Tell him Bart sent you! Right?
8: Yeah, sure, yeah. Winks Thanks Baby on Twitter. Follow him. He's got good stuff. Check out his podcast. Well, this is my
1: podcast. uh,
8: Available everywhere that you can get a podcast. It's always good stuff. For 40 minutes into
1: my podcast, people know. Hey,
8: look, this lady brought a toy. Yeah. I'm telling you that people in Oak Creek are very generous. I mean, we've had uh, quite a few people here. two days donate toys go inside blades farm and fleet buy a toy you know what i'm anxious to see um like like fire departments like are we going to see franklin fire department this year will we see north shore fire department old creeks already told me they're coming on friday so i know they're coming um but like you know some of these groups that have always been a part of it will they be a part of it were you here when steelwind industries was uh, a part of it um and where they would have their managers come over here to blades farm and fleet they're located here in oak creek and they'd go on, like, a shopping spree, and they'd come out, and they'd have, like, 15 shopping carts full of toys. Yeah, and then and one guy,
1: one year, was that the place that had, like, a excavator that they dumped all their toys? No, 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 no,
8: that, was that? That was someplace else, and I cannot remember the name of it. Um, uh, it's got a, I think it's a German name that I couldn't pronounce all that well. But, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. No, so, anyways, they were a part of the toy drive for a number of years, um, and now they're back on as a sponsor this year, too, so be fun to see if they come back. What's it like doing maybe, a toy
1: drive with 40 people and then just doing it by yourself? It's tough, man. It's
8: tough. I tweeted out yesterday, I miss doing Big Show with Gary and Leroy, especially, you know, Toy Drive Week. Because, I mean, this this still is my favorite week because, you know, we're helping the kids. Um, but that was, I mean, that was a really fun week. I mean, you got to hear all the stories from everybody that would come on the radio. You know Dawson, Bubba Fight? Uh, yes. They're coming out here tomorrow. Uh, they'll be out here tomorrow at about 4 o'clock. Uh, so it'd be cool to see him, um, but yeah, that's I mean I miss a lot of that stuff. Missing you know all the different people that would come down from all walks of life that come on all of our shows and and talk to us uh, during toy drive and talk about being a part of the toy drive every single year. Uh, so yeah, I miss all of that. No question about it. Now I'm just trying to do the best we can with what we have and uh, seeing how far we can take it. You guys should
1: come down. I mean, if you can't come down, donate twelve fifty But come and see my guy Steve. I mean, look look at the heroic thing I did today. I came here during the World Cup, okay? I missed... uh... By the way, I was in the bathroom here in Blades Farming Fleet, before
8: I saw you in Blades Farming Fleet, before we started this thing, some dude walked in, World Cup blaring, Oh, nice. And I hear, whoa! Tunisia,
2: probably.
1: Going
8: nuts. And whoever this dude was carrying this radio or on his phone was not happy that this team
1: scored. Not happy at all. So I came here during World Cup play. Yeah. Oak Creek is very out of my way.
8: Yes. And
1: this place laid me off three months ago. Yeah. What a hero I am to be here. You
8: really are. Toby Altizer, he was out here. I know. uh, This week as well. It was great seeing him wearing his Washington Commander swag. Uh, and he bought a football, I believe, and donated it to the toy drive. So what always a good to see him. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, good to you. see you. Good donate. To see
1: um, get down here. If I can do it, you can do it, right?
8: Absolutely. I'd love to see everybody come on down and donate a toy, or even go online. Like you know, if it's out of your way, you've got stuff going on, family life, whatever else, can't make it. Like Bart said, you can always go online and make a donation there. A dollar is great. Like I, you know, nobody's got to donate five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever. I mean, that'd be nice, but. You know, dollars, fine, goes a long way. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Bart.